Well, traders have absolutely no idea where to look right now. One minute we're looking at the, what's happening in the reopening trade in China. The next we're looking at one of the most intense corporate takedowns in modern history with what we're seeing in, in Binance and FTX. We've got US CPI in focus tonight. The market's at risk of de-risking where it's all going on in the trade-off. Blake and I join you today. Well, hi there. My name is Chris Weston, Head of Research here at Pepperstone. I'm going to be joined in two seconds by Blake Morrow from Forex Analytics. Blake, my good friend, we've got to bring you into the show straight away. Look, we've got everything going on at the moment. Midterms, I know you've had probably had a chance to vote and, you know, it's wall-to-wall coverage at the moment. We can focus on that situation. But US CPI numbers in the session here, which, you know, bring us back to that situation. And of course, yeah, unless you've been living in a rock, um, you've seen some absolute boss moves uh, from Binance and, and, and CZ effectively uh, and making him sort of cementing himself as the god of crypto in that situation. It's absolutely insane scene. So I really want to touch on that with you at the moment. How's your head at the moment? How are you, uh, how are you feeling about all of this kind of cough, cacophony of news flow playing through? I'm feeling a little defensive right now, yeah. uh, you know, in the markets. I'm obviously a little defensive. Yeah. No, I, I actually had to reverse out of some positions today. And, uh, you know, I, I, I scalped a lot and I, I made some decent money. Then I reversed out of some some positions that were, you know, I, I felt like I needed to take a little bit of defensive posture going into the next couple of days because of everything you just talked about. I mean, yeah. the, the situation that's happening with XTB is just it, it or F, FTX. I'm sorry, FTX. FTX. Is a little little uh, little crazy right now. We're going to talk a lot about that, and then with CPI tomorrow, you know the midterms, as you pointed out. I mean, votes are going to be counted for probably days, if not throughout the weekend, in a lot of parts of the U.S. So it's it's kind of the wild west. Notice my background, the wild west. <laughs> I was right say, now. Just look out so. the window, <laughs> yeah. um, get on the horse and uh, get the get the lasso out. Anyway, yeah. I want to I want to explore some of these uh, these thematics with you. Uh, so let's go into topical thunder. Well, I want to talk on the uh, the CZ takedown. Um, it feels like it was a calculated move. It was swift. It was brutal. Um, you know, obviously, this is what happens when you're using coins as collateral in the situation. But effectively, he's engineered, um, rightly or wrongly, a, a, a run on uh, FTX. And, yeah, it's been insane in, in, in watching it's been unfold over the last three days. He's pulled the bid now. Um, so we're just watching what happens with um yeah, FTX, and obviously, if you've got money in there, you know, we're feeling for you at the moment in that situation. I think a lot of people are running the ruler over the exchanges at the moment and saying, "Do I want to keep my money on exchange? Do I want to keep my money in in hard uh, in, on hard wallet, effectively, or do I want to take it out?" So there's a lot of questions around uh, yeah, what's happening in in the exchange situation at the moment, um, not just within F FTX, but also around the uh, you know in the, around the sort of the, the, the various complex at the moment. Uh, Binance are holding all the all the cards. Clearly, they are the, the kingmaker of the whole situation. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty, Blake, around uh, what's happening on the exchanges, um, whether we're going to see major consolidation as a result of this, whether this increases the chance of regulation. It appears to me that they probably has to be. Uh, we know that FTX are being investigated at the moment because of the use of client funds or potentially use of client positionings and exposures. Um, and obviously, at the end of this is a crypto scene, which is getting decimated at the moment. We've got some charts on Bitcoin. You know, things like Sol are getting absolutely taken to the cleaners at the moment. You know, obviously, rightly so in that coin. Um, 
and obviously the altcoins are showing in massive volatility, realised implied volatility kicking up. So it's all going on. It's all going on. How are you seeing this? Well, first of all, as an investor in the markets, I I've, I had money, and I'm going to tell you a little personal story because I'm, I'm a U.S. based investor. I have very limited places where I can trade uh, crypto. So my money had been sitting basically in cash in in a in in a in an account with the biggest you know one of the biggest U.S. FX or U, U.S. crypto brokers. I actually pulled that money out today, and I actually had it sent wired back out to my um, to my my bank accounts because it was just sitting there waiting for good prices for me to buy Bitcoin, which I figured was probably going to be in the you know somewhere in the five to ten thousand range. And I figured, <laughs> well, if I if, if, sorry, if, if you guys want to know where my target is, but the the fact of the matter is, I know I can always wire my money back really quickly if I want to take advantage of being in a trade. But that brings me to like, you know, if 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 I, like I look at companies like Pepperstone, you know, you guys you guys trade and facilitate trades in crypto, which is awesome. As a safety, if I had the ability, yeah. yeah, CFDs. But if I had the ability to trade CFDs and as a U.S. trader, and I was and I had my money parked at like Pepperstone, I would actually feel comfortable with that. But for me, you know, being a in the U.S. And the broker that I was at is only crypto, crypto. And like I said, one of the biggest crypto names, I, I just, I wasn't even comfortable. So I was just telling you guys my personal opinion, Man. because I'm, I'm defensive right now. I am, I'm truly defensive. I actually had that wired out today, this morning. Yeah. So but it's an interesting world. I'm obviously giving yourself a bit of a push, but obviously regulations key in the CFD industry uh, is, is, it is. Is, is one where we are yeah, obviously heavily regulated. So that's uh yeah, higher client protections in that situation. Look, I mean, there is there's a lot of unknowns at the moment around here, uh, and I think that the key to, to this situation was the was the bank run effectively for FTX. Um, and once we started seeing that happen, it was just there was no way this was gonna this was gonna end well for them. So I think that's what people are looking at at the moment is is their ability to get money in and out of their broker or the, the exchange um, and how that's working. So there's a lot of conjecture. And this is this is a story that's fluid, and yeah, the, the situation might be markedly different in the next 24 hours. We'll have to see how it goes. There are so there, there was so much investment into into uh, uh, you know them. I mean, FTX had I think they raised thirty two billion dollars. There's like BlackRock, SoftBank, Sequoia Bank. I mean, there's so many celebrities like Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, Kevin O'Leary. I mean, there's like a lot of celebrities that are getting stuck in the crosswinds. A lot of big institutions. It's it's sad and it, it's scary for those people. And and I, my my heart goes out to you if you're involved in that personally. I. I don't I don't know what to say. So well, um, with that being said, <laughs> let's talk about China. As you pointed out, we were we we're really focused on China, the reopening, uh, no COVID policy. Are we gonna come out of it? And I really wanted to talk about China because I had this conversation with some of my colleagues just the other day about China is not going to be an on-off switch, Chris. I don't think you know you're gonna be in a diner. Like you're in a diner and you say, you know, see the open, you know, in neon, uh, you know, hey, you know, no COVID policy. All of a sudden, China's open. I think there's steps and there's this process. And I think that the market is, you know, trying to gauge when that's going to be. But at the same time, you're looking at economic data really starting to, you know, look disinflationary. You see the inflation data came yeah. in last PPI night. PPI was negative first time since, what, December 2020 or so? Yeah, and and CPI came in lower than expected, and then 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 on top of that, you look at the the um, the way the 
Aussies performing. You look at the way that the Chinese exchanges are are performing, even in Hong Kong. That you know, you had some reversal patterns that were setting up over the last few weeks, and then all of a sudden, those have kind of imploded. So, what's your China play? Play? How how are you going to play China right now? Um, and what are your thoughts regarding China? <clears throat> Friday was a massive day, wasn't it? Remember, huge moves. So we had copper up 7.6%, four standard deviation move, and you know, Chinese equity markets were going for it. They're, they're, for me, there's too much news out there to suggest it's not going to happen. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that when we actually get the, the full reopen, it's probably going to be after the two sessions period, which happens in March of next year, when we get the full economic team being unveiled by the, by, by the, you know, by the PBOC and the government there. Um, so that's probably your date. But there's just too much, too many pieces of news to suggest it's not happening. It's not being thought of. And I think your point there is absolutely bang on the money, which is that they're going to do it in a staggered process. It's not going to be, you know, just a, a binary. You know, one day you wake up and it's like, boom, everyone can do, you know, go about. There's no restrictions right. whatsoever. It's not going to happen. So it's a drip feed. But you know what we do, Blake? We live in the future. We don't go, what's China did six months ago? What's it done six months ago? It's about what China's going to be like six, nine, 12 months ahead. Um, and we've just been given so much stuff about changes in quarantines, about drugs rolling out from the Germans are saying that the Chinese are, are importing this to give to some of their foreign citizens. Um, you know, you're talking about the audit for, uh, for for Chinese listed companies in the US and, 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 and a positive schedule about that. But there's other effects that happen that, that with, with regards to the chip makers and factors that say there's too many pieces of news to suggest this is not a coincidence. There is going to be a reopening. It's about timing it. And as we get more pieces of information, we are getting a little bit more confident about putting that trade on. They can push back because the COVID case count has been going up, I think it's about averaging about 11,000 a day. But I think it's going to happen. The market is just taking off some of those bets. I think we chop around at the moment, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. So we were getting excited on Friday. We've taken that back a little bit, haven't we? Just to, to say, look, it's yeah, let, let's drip feed this. It's going to be a slow moving ship. Um, but you know, it's going to happen. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think so too. I agree with that. The other one is, 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 I mean, we can talk about what's happened in the exchanges in in crypto and you can see, see that, that the moves in crypto themselves have impacted the sort of broader market sentiment just to show you how powerful that is. But there is nothing out there bigger than what's happening in CPI at the moment in the US, right? So, yeah, we're talking about a playbook, and that's kind of what we do as traders is trying to understand the risk. The question I always ask on this show, Blake, and you always so eloquently answer it back, is is, is we've got a consensus number. Let's take the core number. So I think we've got to look at core CPI. That's the big one. That's the one that the Fed are looking at more so than headline now. Headline was the big one. It's now about core. 6.5% the expected number there. So it's a little bit of a, a tweak down. Um, the question I'm going to ask you, now with sentiment starting to turn a little bit, um, and with the with terminal rates and bond markets and various factors, do we get a more pronounced move in the US dollar on a Mr. Consensus, or do we get a more, more pronounced upside move in the dollar, uh, and then potentially risk off in the NASDAQ, for example, maybe crypto as well, if we get an upside surprise? Where does, where does a bigger move in that scenario come for you? That's a that's a great question, Chris. And and I I my gut instinct, my gut instinct is everybody's expecting CPI to start rolling over. Every, that that is the market expectations. Everybody's hopeful as a, a human citizen on planet Earth that you know inflation is has peaked. But I don't know, I, I don't know how realistic that is. And I think a a, a hot print 
is going to have a bigger negative impact on equities and a stronger impact on the dollar. I could really see you I, know, the I euro surging. You. I agree with okay. you. Know, but by the beginning, I, I would have said at the beginning of the week when we were trading this kind of China reopening was the front of mind, I would have said the opposite situation. The market, Me too. Yeah. This market searching out good news. And therefore, you know, anything that suggests that we've seen peak rates and gives us that bit more clarity and conviction, I would have said go out and buy Aussie dollar on a weak number, say like you know, 6.4 on, on core or below, anything below, certainly. And I would say go out and buy Aussie, go out and buy gold, go out and buy the NASDAQ, go out and buy high growth, all those things. But now, I think given everything that we're seeing with the price action, the NASDAQ top t- testing its bottom end of its range, uh, you know, you've got a little bit of a bid coming back into the US dollar. Yields are sort of a mm, bit precarious. I, I think the opposite is true. I think, yeah, I think you're probably in that camp with you where the market says, fuck, we've really wanted to see peak inflation. So I think there, there's, there would be a lot of muddying of the water if we saw six and a half or say 6.6% on core, the market would say, we don't know what to do with this. We've given so many full starts that, that yeah, we're giving up on this one now and, and terminal rates are going to go you know, into a tw- 525, 550 range. So I think you're right. I think that, that's probably where I'd see the pain. So you're watching rates. I'm, I'm actually watching gold and, and gold has broken out higher, right? And gold would be if 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 we do have weaker CPI, I'm actually a buyer of gold. That's the one because it's already broken I out. I, I do want to play that one to the upside. It's not a hedge against inflation. Gold carefully. It's not. What's it's, that? It's, it's, but, but that's because bond yields would fall, right? So if we get a weak number, yeah. Yeah. bond yields yeah. fall, gold goes up. So everyone's like, oh, I'm buying gold because of high inflation. The opposite is true, in my opinion. So I'm agreeing. With that you. is correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. All right. So, well, yeah, let's talk about the bond market. <laughs> let's talk about the bond market. Let's flip it over to the bond market. You know, and I, I've been wondering, Chris, and I know you 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 watch rates and you watch the bond market way closer than I do, but I, I've been looking around at like boons. Boons are starting to suggest that we've got a base that's building. Uh, I, I look at I look at you know the 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 ten year, the thirty year, you know, treasuries. And we've hit some pretty key technical levels and we're holding above them. Now we haven't bounced and yields haven't started coming down yet. However, you know, you and then if you look at gilts, I know, you know, I know the UK market's doing its own thing right now, but you still look at gilts and they're they're bouncing back. Yields are starting to come down. You know, is this an opportunity for us to be buying bonds and 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 and, and kind of top picking rates right now? Yeah, we've um, had this, we've based had on this what conversation so many what, times, haven't we? <laughs> we have, but I, but I, but I, I'm, but the base is still building. That's the that's the fact, right? The base is still building. What do you what are you seeing out there that suggests either that that bonds have bottomed or otherwise? What are you seeing? Yeah, I. I've, I think if you look at twos at the moment, they've 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 kind of hit this peak around sort of four sixty, four point six percent. We're trading what four fifty seven now. Um, yeah, the, the the curve flatteners have worked beautifully. Twos, fives, fives, thirties. You know, so that that's kind of something that that is a bit of a red flag. Um, but I, yeah, I think yeah, real rates are really important. So we've seen that five-year uh, inflation-adjusted real rate in the in the Treasury complex trading what like two percent down to one fifty. We're sort of mid-range of that. That's given me guidance at the moment on the dollar. And the other one, which I keep banging on about time and time again, is this so-called terminal rate. Um, and that's going to be very much in vogue with the the CPI number. So we've seen um, yeah, it sort of got up to about what, 
5, 5.13%. So the highest point of expected inflation for uh, Fed, Fed funds. We're back around just about 5%. So we've found this kind of 5%, 525 range. The question is, is will we establish a new higher range? And that's something that, that will be in play with the CPI number tonight. So that's what we're looking at. I'm not so sure. I, I, I wouldn't have any major conviction with buying long-end rates. Um, but I think there's probably risk that, that, long, that, that 10 year, 10-year yields go down. I want to throw a question back to you because we, yeah, we want to talk on the midterms. Um, yeah, we can talk about Ron DeSantis looking like he's a, you know, a real contender to take, uh, you know, Trump's front run position for that. But how yeah. are you seeing this? I've got a short time. We might get a bit of an extension on this one. <laughs> um, yeah. But are you seeing? Are you see, like we've got the, you know, the House and, and the race for the Senate? Are you seeing anything? You're feeling this on the ground. Are you seeing this being any reflection of what's happening in rates? Do you think the rates market needs to worry about this? Yeah, how's this all going down for you? Well, well, first of all, I'd like to just say that I think the market has already absorbed um, the outcome already. The, the market was expecting more of a red wave and we're not getting it. But votes are going to be counted probably throughout the course of the weekend in a lot of the key battleground states. When are we going to get Georgia? When are we going to get Georgia on the runoff? That's I, don't, the I don't know. With the runoff with uh, between Warnock and uh, – <laughs> well, I still laugh about that race. But anyway uh, – you know, that 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 I don't know when the runoff is going to be, but because I'm not a political I don't follow politics as closely as as I as as a lot of other people. But I will say this, though, I, I think the market one of the reasons why the market came down today. Well, there's a few reasons like you, you got you got obviously the crypt, the crypto issues. You've got uh, positioning in the market and then you've got midterms where there's a little bit of uncertainty. But I think the market has now priced that in. So I yeah. don't think it's going to be as volatile as some people believe. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the the, Repub- the, the Republicans would like to have done better uh, in the House and the Senate, but they're, they're, it's still looking at this stage like they, they, well, they've got the House, um, whether they get the the Senate is yet to be seen. But I don't think it's a yeah. a huge market mover there. But anyway, let's go to some of the setups, the technical setups uh, that we're, that are making news at the moment. Can't go past it. Can't go past it. We've got to go and have a look at this break that we've been seeing in the Bitcoin chart at the moment. BTC, USD, we had this multi-month range. It's just been respected time and time again. It's been trading this tight range. Never short a boring market, they say, Mr. Blake Morrow. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, obviously, this is news that makes that 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 mantra completely uh, nonsense because we've seen a massive downside break. I've taken Bitcoin. I mean, you can see that in uh you know, some of the altcoins as well. They've been seeing some massive moves down. We've got Ethereum trading back into sort of a, a, a you know, a, a former sort of you know, former range after a nice breakout. But really the Bitcoin ones that we've, we're capturing a lot of the flow today. Um, uh, and it's, you know, pronounced on both sides. We're seeing two-way flow you know, from clients looking to go long and also looking to go short into this move. But this is a this is a massive break. Would you be catching this falling knife here, Blake, or would you just go along for the ride? I'd be going along for the ride. And if you take that, the summer consolidation, summer or fall consolidation, uh, the 161% extension of that move comes in around 12,600. My downside targets are lower than that. I'm looking at a multi-year trend line that comes in around seven or 8,000, depending on how, how, how good you are as drawing or, you know, where everybody else is looking at this trend line. So I think somewhere down there is the near term target. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be you know a buyer here. That's not that's not something that I want to do in this type of situation. Nice. I'm uh, I, I just I'd like to say I'm a I'm a believer in crypto, but I'm really a, more of a, a I'm more of a believer in liquidity issues right now. And I think that the market is um, dealing with liquidity issues globally, 
And the one asset class in the crosshairs right now is is crypto as a whole. So I think this is one yeah. where you can take the time frame down. I've got it on a daily chart because obviously this is a you know a, a longer term show. But yeah, this is one where you can see just out of nowhere a three hundred point move straight off the bat, a thousand point move off the bat. So you know if you mm-hmm. are dabbling around with these intraday, um, these position sizes need to be kept to an absolute minimum in my opinion because you can just get a change on a dime. It could be up, it could be down. And it could be a very strong move. So that just needs to be aware of. If you are brave enough to swim in these waters, um, <laughs> yeah, this needs position sizing will keep you in the game. Um, but for me, uh, where do I see the balance of risk over the next 24, 48 hours? Probably clearly lower. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to talk about it anyway. But um, I'm, I want to talk about the Kiwi, your, your neighbor uh, currency over here. And the Kiwi is up against a really big figure, the 60 cent level. It, it, it's a big rejection point this week already. Um, it is previous support. It's also the 50% uh, retracement of the highs that were set in August to the lows that we got in October. Um, or was that September? No, I guess that was October. So we're at a 50% retracement, big figure, 60 cent. Um, it's a very pivotal area. And it all has to go has to do with inflation tomorrow. But I think it's set up really well from a risk reward perspective in either direction. Look, if we get a solid break above 60 on some, you know, let's say it's a weaker inflation uh, print tomorrow, stocks cheer, the NASDAQ is up, S&P is up, the markets globally are up, even yeah. Bitcoin might go up. Well, guess what? I, th- I think you can buy, you know, the Kiwi and look for a move above 60 to target closer to 200 day moving average in the weeks ahead. But if the CPI data is stubbornly strong, I think it sets up for a decent short and you could look for a move back down towards 55 cents. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the the Kiwi here? I think, again, I think you make some good points. This is one where you know, you, you're know you trading something that could be super volatile um, ahead of a name. Uh, so yeah, trade it going into the into the CPI print. Um, I'd be looking to reduce exposures because you can see there that the risks are so finely balanced that you don't have an edge. Um, so I'd be looking to react once we get the news and let the market you know, market then show you what they want to do because the first move, I think, won't be the last move. Um, and I think this is delicately poised. So you've got a major event risk. You've got a market which is unsure which to do. Where's the edge in that unless you're trading much more shorter time frame? So on the chart setting that you've got here, which is the daily chart, there's really no edge. It, 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 yeah, the, 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 you've basically got a normal distribution of outcomes. Um, and, and so I, I'd, be, I'd be, there's no trade, no trade. Um, so I'd be waiting through. Let the market let the market show you what's happened. Wait for the for the clarity to come, and then and then trade it. But uh, yeah, I'd be standing still because this is one of those things where it, it could go either way. And I think that setups tells you that pretty quickly. Uh, one where we're also seeing a bit of chop uh, after something was bullish. Let's bring up the trade of uh, of euro dollar because you know this is similar to sort of what we've seen in gold. You know, we've seen this bearish channel playing through. The market's broken out. We've sort of retested that to an extent, and we're sort of now looking like we're just swinging a sending a bottom. What I really like about this, Blake, is that I think I may have brought this chart up last week. You can see these series of lower highs that have really kicked in since the October lows. We've 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 chucked a lot of shit at Europe at the moment, and it's absorbing it very very nicely. Now I know the European the US CP numbers a big one. I know that you know if equities do crash through their low, everyone's going to start buying dollars as that 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 default hedge against equity drawdown. It's the best place to be, get paid to be in it. But the chart at the moment is showing you we've got this series of higher lows playing through. We've broken the downtrend and we're just consolidating at the moment. So I've drawn this lovely little yellow box where I suspect we're going to probably see. I think you've got that double top in play. Obviously a break of that, and um, you know this could start trending into say 104. Um, but I think we probably chop around in that yellow area at the moment. So what do you think on that one? 
Well, I, I like it, and, and I'm I am a little concerned about you know so many people and and the CFTC data even this week showed that euro longs are like at, at pretty high historically high levels, yeah. which is a little bit of a concern if it's you're crazy, long euros, everyone right? Says, oh, you know, everyone they've got a massive dollar position, and then you go and look yeah. at the CFTC data, and you know actually asset managers and or speculative communities running this uh, this massive euro position. Yeah, and and so that's a concern, right? I mean. You know, I, I I get a little bearish on the euro below ninety nine fifty, below ninety nine fifty, and I think you've got to you got to be on the short side and look for the lower end of that range that you pointed out. Um, I am not buying here. I am going to buy above one hundred one. I do believe, like you said, you break that double top or that resistance yeah. that we're we're nicely carving out around one hundred one. Yeah. You break above that tomorrow on a week week CPI print. Hey, I think you're right. I think one hundred four is. I want not, to say this because I think this is so this is so so important. You trade a strategy, whether it's momentum, whether it's mean reversion, whether it's trend following, whether it's macro, you know, thematic, whatever it's going to be. But environment recognition is absolutely pivotal. You know, if you're trading a trending market, trade a trending or momentum strategy. If you're seeing a chart sideways choppy market, trade a mean reversion, you know, trading strategy that does that 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 backdrop that you're seeing. What you see in this chart at the moment is about mean reversion. It's about trading intraday chop. Um, that may change on a CPI and we can start doing momentum strategies. So look at the setup and say to yourself, what is the market structure? What is the environment that it's showing? And right now, it looks like we're seeing a sort of a, a choppy trade. And that was, that's the strategies that you need to be deploying in euro dollar, in my opinion. There you go. I, I, I like it, Chris. And I think you uh, make a lot of great points. All right. The chart I want to bring up for the next setup is the Euro Aussie. This is something that uh, the Euro Aussie I've been looking at since, well, you know, it's been setting up in this bull flag pattern for like the last week. Uh, I was writing the weekend analysis for, uh, for for Forex Analytics because my one of my colleagues was out. Uh, so I, I was looking for this bull flag pattern setup, and it is actually trying to break out to the upside. Now, ironically... I've I've been an Aussie bull, um, and and I I don't know if I really want to be an Aussie bull right now. Going back to our China story and what we were saying about China, but a break above one fifty seven oh five that would be a very bullish event. Notice how the pullbacks have been limited on this flag pattern to the thirty eight percent retracement. It comes in around one fifty three. I don't know one fifty three thirty one fifty three forty. So as long as we stay above that, I think uh, we're 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 building this bullish flag pattern, which is going to set up for a move. Higher, well above 160. What are your thoughts about the Euro Aussie here, Chris? Uh, you know, if, if 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 there was a competition, the Blake versus Westy uh, chart of the day, uh, I would probably give you one. There needs to be a T-shirt made up, I think. But uh, I, I really like this chart. I mean, I, I love um, momentum patterns. I love continuation patterns, cup and handles. You know, all those factors there as well. And 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 this is a. I love I love trading on the side of the trend. And you get this nice move up. It's been a beautiful move up that you saw from between August into 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 October. You know, price doesn't go up in a linear fashion unless you're trading the yen. Obviously, then you know it did do for a long time. But this has gone up in a beautiful, beautiful, very powerful one way move. Euro, obviously appreciating it's the Aussie. We've seen that consolidation. We've seen the upside break. Um, these things don't work every time, which is why you, you get stopped out on, on quite a lot of the breakouts on these. Um, but yeah, you are trading on the side of the trend. It's broken out. I think the probability would say that, that this goes higher level. So I really like these setups. And, and I think yeah, you can talk about the fundamentals to the cows come home, but I think the market has showed its hand here. And they're saying right now on balance, we think that the euro is going to appreciate against the Aussie. I like this chart a lot. So I think that, uh, yeah, thanks for bringing it up. You get the T-shirt today, Blake. <laughs> Woohoo! I get a T-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, let's go to player of the day. 
right, we're going to crude. Um, crude was looking really good. Let's have a look at the chart there. We've got that nice double top coming into 93.73. This was a China play. You can talk about what's happening in Iran. You can talk about what, what OPEC are doing. You can talk about the SPR releases um, you know, dissipating out of the market. It's pushed the, uh, the, the crude price higher. I think the, the, the bottom line was this was the China demand players. As the market got excited last week about potential all these people coming back out, coming out of their restrictions and, and driving and doing all these other factors, you talked about this demand issue. Uh, and that's what got us up into those levels. But what we've seen is this series of lower highs breaking down. Uh, the market's obviously reacting to what we've seen in the less good China news, this kind of heavy weighting that we've been seeing in equity markets, crypto at the front of that. The trend has broken. Um, price is looking heavy now. Uh, yeah, this People are watching this in a week's time may obviously see a very different chart. But I think there's a real risk that we come down into that double top neckline around 82.29. We may see some support coming into that, probably one for the scalpers. Uh, but if it breaks there, then I think we're probably going into 75 cents. So I think this trades lower into that neckline. How it does from that is, 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 is a really interesting level for people to look at. That's an awesome one. And I, you know, I, I really was thinking crude was going to make its way towards 100, but stalling at that yeah. previous high. Yeah, I know that's a that's a risk. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you over to the Nasdaq 100, and uh, I know last week I talked about Fang, and and Fang is definitely weighing into the Nasdaq 100. But we are really consolidating near the big 618 Fibonacci ratio uh, retracement. That's from the post COVID lockdowns that that was back in early 2020, all the way to the uh, the all time highs. We're at that 618, and we're consolidating right on the lows. And I'm telling you, Chris, this pattern actually looks looks a lot like Bitcoin. You know, when you get a consolidation near lows, you're not getting a bounce. So my opinion is a break below 10,500, that's going to open up the doors for, for a lot lower levels in the NASDAQ. And I think if the inflation data comes in hot tomorrow, and the market's really hoping for a weaker weaker print, if it does come in hot, I think this is this is the market or the indice you really want to focus on. You've got a breakdown in FANG and a lot of those FANG stocks, you're going to have a breakdown in the NASDAQ 100 as well. And uh, that is going to be my play of the day. Today. I like, um, actually, a slightly different way of playing this is is, is I really like um, being long the US 30 or the Dow uh, and being short the NASDAQ. I think the ratio at the moment is going in a, in a really strong trend higher. Uh, I still think there's more juice there. Obviously, you just net up your exposures on that situation. You've got yourself a relative value or a pairs trade. So I pairs like being trade, long. Yeah. I, like, I like US 30, short NASDAQ. I think that, that, that yeah, it's a lower beta strategy than just going um, having one, one leg on that situation. Anyway, that's all we've got time for in the trade-off today. We've been talking at length about what's happening to crypto. And I know you guys out there have got a lot of thoughts about what's happening with not just price, but also the, the whole trading landscape. We want to hear them. So just put the comments in the, in the, in the, in the field where you can. And we want to know how you trade in the dollar how you're seeing US CPI. For people who have actually had a chance who are watching this video after the US CPI, let us know what you think about those numbers. We want to hear it. We want to know what's happening with gold and those factors as well. And we'll see you more for next week for more of The Trade-Off. <laughs>